This is day two of our look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 7 to 12 today. We're talking this week about how do you survive a loss of heart? How do you make it through when you just don't know how you're going to put one foot in front of the other? You just don't have the emotion. Yesterday, we talked about the fact that first, you, you check your attitude towards a ministry to others, and you realize that that ministry comes out of the mercy of God. Today, we're going to look in these verses at the fact that we secondly need to check our attitude toward ourselves, how we're looking at ourselves, how we're seeing ourselves. Listen to what Paul has to say in verses 7 to 12. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Paul talks in these verses about our attitude toward ourselves, and that makes all the difference in a loss of heart or gaining new heart for the life that God has given you. And let's just walk through some of the phrases that he uses here. First, he says, we have this treasure in jars of clay. What a picture of who we are as human beings. He says here, we are designed as human beings to be pots capable of holding something. We are a jar. We're meant to hold something. And you can try to fill your life with all kinds of things. You can fill it with your habits. You can fill it with your hobbies. You can fill it with your, whatever your design for success is. You can also fill it with, uh, you can fill it with your own pleasures. You can fill it with your own misdirections in life. You can fill it with your own pride. You can try to fill that pot, that jar with a lot of things. But the truth is, it's made to hold only one thing, and that is the glory of who God is in Jesus Christ. We are designed to hold something, and that something is God's glory in our lives. God wants in your life to put the glory of who Jesus is in your life. That's an amazing truth. You've probably heard people talk about a God-shaped vacuum that's in all of our lives. There's a hole in our lives that can only be filled by God. This is a different picture. This is the picture that really... Our lives need to be filled, and the only way our lives can be filled, we can try a lot of things to fill our lives, but the only thing that's going to truly fill our lives is the glory of God in Christ. So that's one part of it. We are this pot. We are meant to hold something. And in our minds, we think, well, if we're meant to hold the glory of God, what must that pot look like? That clay pot, we think more of as some beautiful thing. It must have to be a metal, gorgeous, absolutely awesome kind of pot. But no, it's just a common clay pot. We have this treasure in jars of clay. We're clay pots, not metal. We're fragile. We're easily broken. We're sort of common, easily made in the world of that day. You can find a lot of clay pots. You can make another one fairly easily. Now, Paul is not minimizing who you are as a human being here. He knows that God made you. He writes about it in many places. He just talked about the glory of God being in your life. He's just being honest. These bodies that we have, these human bodies that we have, they're not going to last. Someday we'll get a new and resurrected one, but the one you have right now, it's a clay pot. It's fragile. It's easily broken. And the moment you accept that about yourself, the moment you realize that about yourself and live in that acceptance, you are saved from a tremendous amount of loss of heart. If, if somehow 
you're attaching your heart's emotions to how you look on the outside, how you do on the outside. Every time you have a sickness, every time you have an illness, every time your body lets you down. And by the way, as you get older, day by day, every time you look in the mirror, you have a loss of heart. Oh man, I look worse and worse every day. Well, you're a jar of clay. But that doesn't mean that God's glory can't shine through your life. When you recognize who you really are, now some jars of clay look better than others, I know that. Some jars of clay wear better makeup than others, I understand that. Some jars of clay have better muscles than others, I get that. But in the end, we're just a jar of clay. Frail human beings, and God has decided to put his glory into our lives. Now, why did he do that? He tells us in verse 7, to show that the power is from God and not from us. That's why he did it. He wants to show where the power comes from. We get so frustrated with ourselves because we are so human. We're so fragile. The reason that we're only clay pots is so that God can display his power through our lives. Now, being a clay pot doesn't mean there's nothing you can do that attaches to, that connects to how God wants to show his glory through your life. A vessel, a pot, it needs to be clean, it needs to be empty, it needs to be available so that it can be filled and used by the glory of God. You have to be clean. There's there's to be purity in your life so the glory of God can truly be shining through your life. You need to be empty. That's a picture of humility. You empty yourself of the other things in life, but you also empty yourself of your own pride, and that's the tough one, so that God's glory can shine through your life. And you need to be available. That's a sign of commitment. God, I'm available to be filled by you. And you know, if you've walked this road, this idea of being clean and empty and available, it's not a one-time prayer. It's not a one-time decision. It's a constant decision throughout the days of your life. And you learn better and better how to live in purity, how to live in humility, how to live in availability. How do you live in those places in life? By following Jesus day by day, by working on it day by day, by letting him work it out in you day by day. And the reason that this all is happening is to show that the power is from God and not from us. He wants to show his glory through your life. And then as Paul talks about how God shows his glory through your life, there's some verses that make a lot of people scratch their heads. He says that the way God does this is we actually carry about death in order that life might be revealed. Paul starts and he says, we're given over to death. Now, just before he says that, he's talked about how he was given over to death, the problems that he was facing in life were not the problems of life. They were the problems of troubles and death and circumstances. In fact, he talks about four particular ones. He talks about we're hard-pressed on every side. He talks about afflictions. He talks about bothersome problems that we have in life, and you have those in your life. That's part of being given over to death. That's part of living out a life in this world. And then he talks about what I would call perplexities, times of uncertainty. We're perplexed, he says, but not in despair. Uh, One version translates this, we are at our wit's end, but never at our hope's end. Sometimes you're confused about why certain things are happening in life. That's part of what Paul is talking about here when he talks about being given over to death. He then talks about persecutions. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. You get outside attacks from others for your faith, for the fact that you're a Christian, for the fact that you're standing up for what's right. You have integrity in a circumstance. There's outside attacks. So you've got afflictions and perplexities and persecutions and also what I call catastrophes. Struck down, Paul says, these stunning blows in life. But he says we're not destroyed. One version says this, we are knocked down but not knocked out. 
These problems that you have in life, that's what Paul is talking about. Part of what he's talking about when he's saying we are given over to death, we are experiencing what sin does to this world. We're experiencing what death does to this world. And when you read what Paul went through, it really does put things into perspective, doesn't it? Somebody on our research team wrote, when I read this passage, it really puts my life into a different perspective. I tend to get self-focused about my problems and frankly, a bit whiny. Paul went through so very much more and yet he just continually, valiantly fought the good fight. That's a great perspective. But whether your problem seems smaller or larger, and they certainly probably seem smaller than Paul's, we all experience part of what he's talking about here. We're given over to death. In fact, he says in these verses, not only are we given over, he says we carry out about death in our lives. What does that mean? He says we carry about in our body, around in our body, the death of Jesus. He's talking there about Jesus' death on the cross. I face the death of this world in the circumstances of trouble, but I also carry about in my body the death of Christ and the fact that he died for me on a cross. And when those two come together, that's where you get the place of his life being revealed in your mortal body. When you apply the truth that Jesus died for you and was resurrected to the troubles you're facing in everyday life, that's living the resurrected life. In one sense, we all need to carry around our necks a cross-at-work sign in our lives. Not just worn around our necks, actually carried in our hearts. We have all these phrases about what to do when trouble comes into our lives. Some people say, no pain, no gain. Other people say, no guts, no glory. What Paul is saying here is, no cross, no crown. You recognize the truth of the cross through everyday life. And that is part of recognizing what it means to be a jar of clay. Jesus gave his human body for you. And I carry that truth into my life every day of my life. But not just that truth. I also carry every day into my life the truth that he was resurrected for me. If I don't carry the truth that he died for me, how can I carry the truth that he was resurrected for me? They go hand in hand. Paul says it takes both. As we pray today, let's pray for spiritual insight into this. Our Father, I pray that each of us would be able to see with insight this truth of how we carry your death and life into our everyday lives every day. There's a depth here to me that I have to admit I don't quite comprehend, but I want to live out. I want to live out what it means, Jesus, that you died for me every day And, and see that even as you suffered for me, I go through sufferings in this life, nothing compared to yours, but to realize they're not just accidents. They're part of living in the same kind of world where you had to suffer and give your life for me. But Lord, help me also in that to remember that your death is not the end of the story. Your life is the end of the story. And so every time there is suffering in my life, it is also a reminder of the fact that one day you you have done away with all suffering. And I can look forward to that resurrection life. Help me to live in that truth, to comprehend that truth spiritually in deeper ways than I ever have before. I pray this in your name. Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to look together at the daily power of Jesus' resurrection. 